This is 50 Reasons to Visit Britain. We're your hosts, Joe Donlan and Caitlin Potts. Coming up on today's show, BuzzFeed wows us again with its spot-on quiz results. We do our best to not offend any Welsh people with our pronunciations. We're slightly less tactful with our bashing of power kiters. Caitlin gets extra ridiculous over this reason's Caitlin cares animal. And we have a chat with Welsh gem Tom Jones. everyone and welcome to episode 10 of our 50 reasons to visit Britain from Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. My name is Caitlin and out of everywhere in the UK, Wales is the one region I have not been to yet. Yeah. And I'm Joe and I have been to Wales, but I have not been to the place we're about to talk about today. Ooh. During each episode of our 50 reasons, we will be focusing on a new and exciting reason to travel to Britain. As I'm sure you can probably already tell, you can't because we haven't mentioned it yet, (laughs) but today's reason, number 10, is Snowdonia. Woohoo! Snowdonia in the north of Wales. Mm. And Wales is not going to feature too heavily throughout the 50 reasons. We will include it in all of the all reasons, but it is a smaller country compared to England and Scotland. So it won't have as many of its own standalone episodes, but this is one. So Absolutely. Yes, yes. We have to give Wales credit when credit is due. And that also includes our BuzzFeed quizzes. Yeah. My favorite part of my day. I know. We recently took a quiz to find out how stereotypically Welsh we are. Now that said, we don't, we don't condone stereotypes we are not that yes we do we're not <laughs> well officially we don't but uh but yeah so we took a quiz to find out how welsh we are joe how welsh did you uh, You out? go first today i went first the last time all right um i don't remember my percentage i'm not sure if, if i actually got a percentage or not i did this like a week ago when i was trying to plan all of these things but i did find out that i am not very welsh Okay, which I didn't need the quiz to tell me that. Yeah, not really a surprise. Not so much. I found this one interesting because mine said you're as Welsh as Tom jo- a Tom Jones concert on a rainy day in the valleys. What? You breathe the fire of the dragon and wear a daffodil with pride. Nice one. And my score was 19 out of 54. <laughs> so <laughs> I believe that's less than half. Um, it may be... Uh, yeah, it's probably just over oh a passing grade in Ireland. Ireland, you get 40% you pass. So a pass, I guess, is as I good guess. as an A in this case. Wow. Which is, which is pretty good. But yeah, there's definitely some shared experiences between the Welsh and the Irish that got me over the line there. My score sure. was definitely in the one-digit range, <laughs> but wow, 19, huh? How about that? Uh-huh. Well, let's move on to some more numbers. Our crystal math for this episode. Mount Snowden is 1,085 meters tall. Mount Snowdon is the highest mountain in all of Wales and is 3,560 feet high. It's also taller than any mountain in England. How about that? Suck on that, England. All right. There's a little bit of a rivalry between the Welsh and the English, and I would side with the Welsh. Now let me ask you this. Wales versus England, Wales versus Ireland. Who has the bigger rivalry? Depends on what you're talking about. The only rivalry... Ireland and Wales have would really be in rugby, and that's just because they're both quite good. At no, no, no. Rugby. Sorry, no. Wales and England. Or Ireland and Ireland England. Ireland and England, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, Those two. Those three. Wales and England is more of a rivalry. 
Ireland and England is more of a historical hatred kind of rivalry. So Which we're not going to get into. Slightly different. All right. That's that's fair. Here is another number for you. 90. This is the number of peaks within Snowdonia Park. 15 of these peaks are more than 900 meters high. There are 35 beaches in this region, and the coastline stretches for 200 miles. 65%, Joe, is the number of Snowdonians who speak Welsh. How about that? I don't know any Welsh. I wanted to respond with a <laughs> yes in Welsh, but I don't even know Even though you're much. as Welsh as Tom Jones on a rainy day. <laughs> I was about to just go Kimru, which is Wales in Welsh, because I think that's the only Welsh word Kimru? I Kimru? Really Kimru, yeah. Oh, Kimru. C-Y-M-R-U. I'm offending a lot of people right now, probably. All right. Well, Snowdonia is a region located in the northwest of Wales, made up of mountains and glacial landforms of Snowdonia National Park. The Snowdon Mountain Railway is a historic route that takes you to the summit of Mount Snowdon, the highest peak in Wales, as we mentioned earlier. When you climb to the top, you'll find beautiful views. On a clear day, you can even catch a glimpse of Ireland in the distance. Ooh, How about that? Ireland. How about it? So we're talking about Snowdonia, the Snowdonia region today. And this is similar to if we're talking about Connemara. Connemara has its own national park, but Connemara region is much more vast than that, and it's kind of doesn't have boundaries and whatever. Same with Snowdonia here. So the national park is within Snowdonia region. So that's what we're talking about. But for this particular couple of minutes, I'm going to focus solely on the national park. Snowdonia was named after Mount Snowdon and is an 823 square mile national park, and it was established in 1951. It attracts roughly 6 million visitors each year with its outstanding natural beauty and famous historical sites. This region contains Wales' highest major waterfall, Pistol Raider, and largest natural lake, Bala Lake. Just so you're aware, Raider is spelled R-H-A-E-A-D-E-R, obviously. Of course. So I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right or not, but sorry, Wales. <laughs> The Welsh Highland Railway was one of the highest railway stations in Britain and one of the longest narrow-gauge steam railway lines in all of Europe. It was here in the 16th century that the first Welsh translation of the Bible was created to serve a proudly traditional community. If you visit a local festival such as Dal Galaw's lively Szechuan Far, the Mighty Session, in July, you'll find the region's love of Welsh and folk music, poetry and dance is as lively as ever. Carnarvon and Harlech castles Ooh, still stand as evidence job. of Edward I's 13th century attempts to quell the unruly Welsh. I feel like I sh- should go back and do Harlech again, because wow. I, I went a little bit too Harlech the first time. Ah, uh, yeah. It's just Harlech. You really got to perfect that. that. <laughs> you don't want to overdo it or people will know you're a phony. Like, don't you know? overdo it. Don't underdo it. And Carnarvon actually looks like Carnarvon, but it's Carnarvon. I know. I'm going to have some trouble that. with that later. <laughs> Swallow sure. Falls are found on the Lugvi or Lugway. Again, I'm never sure because W-Y is a, f- a common ending in Wales. And I think it's just W-A-Y is how it's pronounced. So I'll call it Lugway. LL is a common way to start a Welsh word, and it's actually usually pronounced like HL, so it's Hlugway. Wow. Would be how that's pronounced, as far as I'm aware from my limited understanding of the Welsh language. So Swallow Falls are found on the river Hlugway, and they make up the longest continuous waterfall in Wales. Conway Falls are found at the confluence of Conway and Machno, 
and feature a fish pass to assist sea trout and salmon trying to swim upstream to their breeding grounds, which is very nice of them to Gotta go have to do those that. salmon babies. So that we can all have salmon at weddings all the time <laughs> and almost never. Circle of life. Sorry from that. <laughs> Mountains in Snowdonia. Mount Snowden is a definite highlight and the star of the show in terms of mountains in this region. It's something your eyes can't miss during your time in Snowdonia, it being the highest peak, obviously. If you're not big on climbing and physical activities, you can still explore the mountain with the Snowdon Mountain Railway. Since 1896, visitors have been traveling to Hlanberis to make the journey to the summit of this mountain. This has been described as one of the most unique and wonderful railway trips in the world. The view at the top offers one of the world's greatest panoramas, and I haven't been there, but it is on one of my highest lists of places to go. I met with the some of the marketing people from this earlier on in the year, and all they were doing was just showing me a slideshow, and I was I was sold on it straight away. In a really? Way like I'm I'm not on a lot of stuff because you know you see when you have we go to a lot of meetings where we meet a lot of suppliers for ten minutes at a time or whatever, and they've got ten minutes to give us their pitch. And this one, I was just, I was in awe of just the pictures that were taken. And they were just normal pictures that I would assume everybody sees all the time. And it was just, it looks amazing. That's cool. Seven mountains in the Stononia region are higher than Scaffold Pike, England's loftiest mountain. Carnid Llewellyn is the second highest mountain in Wales at 1,064 meters. And Trifan, 917 meters, is the most popular among hillwalkers. Snowdonians wouldn't describe themselves as hillwalkers, but rather people who happen to have walked up a mountain. <laughs> Trifon, on the other hand, takes no prisoners, and you need to have your mountain legs before tackling it. And thank you to Ali and Caitlin who put together this script and didn't warn me about some of the pronunciations so that welcome. I would have to deal Keep with on this, it. but I think I have nailed it, so... Hello, this is Amy. Pardon the interruption, but I would like to ask you all to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and lots more. We would really appreciate your reviewing us on any and all of these, as that is the best way for new listeners to find us. Right now, we have a segment called Caitlin's Little Jack Horner, which is cocky rhyming slang for Caitlin's Corner. In this segment, we give Caitlin some slang, and she has to guess what the translation is to proper English. Today's slang is crowded space. Crowded space, Caitlin. That doesn't even sound like slang. It's just crowded space. Crowded space. You think on it and you do your couple of bits and pieces here and we'll get back to it. Crowded space in your face. In your face. That's how the Welsh insult each other. Doubtful. Very doubtful, yes. Well, something that's not doubtful is how beautiful the coast is in Snowdonia. Along the coast of Snowdonia is Bardsey Island. It features the ruins of 6th century monasteries and the tallest lighthouse in the UK. Separating the island of Anglesey and Wales is the Menai Strait. This is a stretch of shallow tidal water that's about 25 kilometers long. You can take the Menai Strait rib ride for an adventurous journey on the water. I do like water adventures when I travel. Do you? I don't know. Sometimes I do. Sometimes you just make these things up and you're like, yes, I love water. I love I've water. I've just never been on one. I've ne- <laughs> never. The things I could do but don't do. Yes. Almost. A part of the Snowdonia coast worth mentioning is Dynas Dinkla. This is an enormous beach with widescreen views to match. 
It's great for walkers, windsurfers, and power kiters. Excellent job pulling it together there after you said Dynasty laugh. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like power kiter. I feel like that's... It's <laughs> <laughs> a type of... Feel gay like, like a bear, and then you've got the wait. What you've got tanks, and you've got power <laughs> kiters. I just feel like, you just see like two, like two moms talking about how like they're so proud of their sons. Like the one, like oh yeah, he plays rugby. He's so tough and whatever. And how about you? What does Seamus do? Oh, he's a power kiter. <laughs> well, that's really mean of me, huh? Especially on poor Seamus. <laughs> Sorry, All right, just, just, ugh, okay. Another popular destination and a place that's great for families is Abersock. This is also a great area for water sports enthusiasts, shoppers, and people watchers. The marine life in areas such as the undisturbed Menai Strait rivals that of coral reefs, and the bird life is extremely rich, especially in the summer when seabirds come ashore to breed. Prime areas to see these spectacles are on the island's off the Lynn Peninsula, such as Enley and the Tudwell Islands. We're going to hope those pronunciations were okay. Horrible on most of those, but I, I very sorry. That. I'm very sorry. I'll take one for the podcast team. You try speaking Welsh, right? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to picturesque areas. The village of Port Marion is located on the estuary of the river Dweird? 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 Off a river. <laughs> of the river? <laughs> I could say that. I, I don't know. I can't pronounce that one for you either. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Okay, well, moving on. Wired. Yes. It was designed and built by Sir Clough Williams Ellis. Very good. It's over a, 50 years. Yeah, we changed that to Clough, basically. Oh. But but Clough is the... Still yeah. works. Still works, yes. huh? This part of Snowdonia is best known for its mild climate, peaceful atmosphere, and vibrant Mediterranean colors. You'll find a magnificent four-star hotel resort, including a spa, shops, tea room, and a restaurant here. Port Marion attracts over 250,000 visitors annually, and it's one of Snowdonia's most popular attractions. Another picturesque site, Joe, is Carnavon Castle. The construction of this castle started back in 1283, and it's fortified with a series of murder holes through which scolding liquid could be poured on attackers. Carnavon was named a part of a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's one of the world's finest surviving medieval castles. Its walls are often said to have been modeled on the walls of the city of Constantinople. I want to take you back to medieval Wales. Here. Take me back. Let's, Where, let's go. I'm wandering around inside the walls of Carnarvon Castle. Sure. And I'm like, where's Caitlin? And She's with Seamus. One, one of the lackeys is like, obviously Caitlin is up in the murder hole pouring scalding hot <laughs> liquid on our enemies. Duh. Because, you know, of course. Where else would you find her? Where so. else? What else would I be doing? The gliders are mountains that offer views of Snowdon and its surrounding mountains to the southwest. You'll also get great views of the famous Adam and Eve boulders and cantilever stone. How about that? The Hlekwed Slate Caverns allow visitors to explore the underground world of a slate miner. The deep mine tour lowers visitors 500 feet into the mountain on Europe's steepest mining cableway. And it takes its guests in 10 vast underground caverns and a beautiful underground lake. Um, wow. Yeah, so I haven't 
been there, but I have done the, I think I mentioned the last one, I've done the Big Pit Coal Museum in okay. Wales. Yeah. And I gotta be honest, I read about it before we went there, and I was like, why are we going to a coal mine? <laughs> it sounds really stupid. But the history of Wales with slate and coal, like, it, it is a huge, huge part of Welsh history, and you'll see that when you see the landscape, and how diverse and varied it is, but also, like, just how remote it is, and what sits underneath it with all of these kind of mountains and hills. And the Big Pit was fascinating. It was like it was hmm. really, really interesting to talk to a, an ex coal miner's son or grandson or whatever yeah. who used to work in the mines himself as a kid and go through all that. And I assume that the slate caverns are the very same. So very cool. Just because you think it might not be interesting, you could be surprised. Don't knock it till you try it. That's a motto I need to live by, right? Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, Tom Jones can't make it today. It's not unusual for this to happen to us. But we have something even better. I want to welcome Myrick Jones to the podcast. Thank you for being here, Myrick. Well, thank you for asking me. Myrick is with us from Port Marion Village, which we've been talking about Snowdonia a lot um, during this episode. And of course, we have to talk about Port Marion as well. Port Marion has been welcoming visitors since 1926. The village is home to two hotels, a cluster of historic cottages, iconic architecture, a spa, shops, restaurants, gardens, beaches. The list goes on and on, as I'm sure you know, Myrig. Um, Tell us, have you lived in or near this area for a long time? I have. I was brought up 40 miles down the coast in uh, more towards mid Wales. And um, I then moved up to work uh, just nine miles south of Port Marion um, in 1983. And then I had the great pleasure of coming to work here in 2004. Nice, nice. That's wonderful. Um, so in your own words, how would you describe Port Marion? Port Marion is a uh, a unique place you know i hesitate to say the word unique but there aren't many of these around the world um it's one man's vision uh, to build a village to show off his architecture and he waited 20 years to find the right site to do it in uh, by chance came across this site in 1925 with only four uh, little uh, cottages here uh, but of course it was the terrain that sold it to him it, we're on wonderful um, estuary here and also we have lots of cliff edges and a Amphitheatre Ravine, right in the middle of the village. So it was the natural terrain that that sold the uh, the place to Sir Clough Williams Ellis, and he bought okay. it for five thousand pounds, and he spent fifty years building what we have here now. Wow, that's so cool and such a good story. You know, I think it's it's one thing to visit a really beautiful place, but it's another when it's got an interesting story and an interesting background to it. Absolutely. And I, I can't help but get excited about the place and I'm very inspired by it because, you know, how many of us would, would have a vision of this scale and actually get on to doing it, you know? So it is a, it's a, it's a wonderful place. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how many people get to say that they live in an area where they feel that way? You know, not many. So that's, that's another highlight to it. Absolutely. So what do you, yeah, absolutely. So what do you recommend doing when visiting Port Marion? 
Okay, if you're visiting for the first time, I would um, highly yeah. recommend taking uh, one of our short tours. Um, there's, there's several tours on on uh, offer. Um, the you know we have a sort of generic 20 minute tour where we'll have where the tour guides give some of the history, um, and that gives you a nice base to realise why and 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 how he did this. Um, but we also have a, a more in depth um, architectural and historical tour, and we also have. Um, um, a sort of uh, filming tour because um, a lot of people know us for the filming of The Prisoner here in the 1960s. So, um, but also many other things like Doctor Who and things that we filmed here over the years. So they, we've got three distinct nice. tours that we can offer. Um, but, but we also do bespoke ones. For example, we have this wonderful Semtaker headland. Uh, so we can also do a nature tour as well. So there's, there's many different things that we can offer. Nice. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of the Doctor Who fans will be excited about that, definitely. Um, as far as places to eat, am I right that there is, um, what is it, an Italian? I read somewhere there's, there's some Italian influence there as well. There is there's um, um, four uh, you know distinct outlets. There's the main hotel, which is the fine dining okay. here. So, so you can have afternoon tea on the lawn of the hotel, looking out over the estuary, which is wonderful. Um, we also mm-hmm. have our second hotel, uh, Castle Daydrite, um, which also offers you know um, it's, it's more of a sort of gastropub feel. So it has a, a sort of light lunch okay. or, or evening dinner there. Um, then in the village itself, we have an Italian. Um, so it's pizzas, pastas, paninis in there. And we also have a, an American diner here, uh, our town hall, which is... Oh, very uh, good. Yep, everything. So, you know, like, like you, would, you, you would imagine that American diner would have. So it's nice to offer <laughs> these different things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A good variety for sure, definitely. Um, so I, and again, I myself have not been to this place yet, but it's definitely on my bucket list. I've been looking at pictures and it just looks, Amazing. It looks stunning. Um, where in Port Marion, in your opinion, I guess, uh, will you find some of the best views? Well, there's, there's many. Um, I, I'll try and keep it down to a, a manageable figure. But as you're walking in um, <laughs> uh, into the village, you go under the first arch. And then if you go down to the left-hand side, there's a round building called the Grotto. And that's famous for okay. looking down on the estuary and down on the hotel. So it's, a, it's right on the cliff edge. So that's, a, that's a, the first one. Um, the second mm-hmm. one, I would carry on then under the second arch, and then you end up in the, the central piazza area. So if you stand on that, you're looking up at this wonderful um, uh, skyline that the Clough created here over the 50 years. Then I'd wander down to the hotel, stand on the hotel, and look up at the clifftop uh, buildings from down below. That's also a wonderful uh, vista there. Uh, but my favourite one is if you go behind the town hall, um, we had a 12th century castle here. And that's the famous view that you look down on the village with the history behind. And it's the site of the original 12th century castle. So um, those are the four I'd recommend. Wow. Oh, my goodness. They all sound beautiful. Definitely. So in your opinion, what would you say makes this place special? And I'm sure you could say a million things and it's endless, but what what makes this special to you? Yeah, to me, um, I find it incredibly inspiring that one man's vision to build this folly, you know, to show off his, off his architecture. He um, he wanted to yeah. work in nature, so he built right on cliff edges, um, 
Clough called the place two things. His home for fallen buildings, of which there are genuine old buildings, 17th century, 18th century buildings taken down and rebuilt here. Uh, but he also called it his architectural mongrel, because as we're known as an Italianate village, the architecture is yeah. Italian, but the colours are very Mediterranean. So he joined all the different styles of architecture t- together, and it gives the overall feel of an wow. Italianate village. Wow. Yeah, it is very, very unique looking for sure. And I'm I'm sure you won't find anything else quite like it, you know, anywhere else in the UK. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. So I won't keep you for too long, Myrig, but I just have one last question for you. As the title of our podcast is 50 Reasons to Visit Britain, what is your favorite reason to visit Britain? I think Britain has a wonderful, diverse um, uh, reasons to come here. Um, we, we have um, such natural beauty, like you know, we, we as in Port Merion are on the edge of the Snowdonia National Park, which of course is the second highest peak in the UK. It's it's um, it's a wonderful um, place to go and visit, and you can even go by by train if you don't want to uh, uh, walk up the hill. Um, but then yeah. we've got um, great history, you know. Um, we we're surrounded yeah. by castles here in Wales, in in particular, and um, yeah. we've got Harla Castle, which is eight miles to the south, and we've got Cricket Castle, which is seven miles to the west. So, and of course, Carnarvon Castle, where the Prince of Wales uh, had his investiture, is only 20 miles north of us. So, you know, that's another reason I think that um, visiting Wales and, and the UK uh, is, a, is, a, is a wonderful uh, destination. Uh, we also have great food, um, a great variety, you know, but um, because we're on the coast, you know, we, we, we specialize in not only wonderful seafood, but we also have um, yeah. Welsh lamb, of course, which is a, 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 a great delicacy. And if you can get the salt marsh lamb, that's even even nicer. You know, it has a really special flavor to it. And we also have these wonderful attractions like uh, Port Midon. Yes, definitely. There really is. There is so much. And it's, it's hard to narrow it down, but there is just such a variety of things to do in Britain. And I'm so glad we could talk about Port Marion with you today, Myrig. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you have a great day over there. And maybe we'll, we'll visit you sometime soon. How's that sound? That would be fantastic. Please do let me know if you're coming over. And, uh, and thank you for thinking of us. And um, hopefully I'll see you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. We're done with our interview again. Yes. We are ready to get back to Caitlin's Corner. Woo woo. What does crowded space mean or what is it cockney rhyming slang for crowded space space mace place trace i don't know uh i honestly don't know that's one i think you might have me stumped i got last week though or two weeks ago you got did but the, now we're on to this week <laughs> Like this episode. So. Thanks, Joe. I got uh, one of these ones. So. I got this one done. Um, okay, crowded space. Um, crowded space. I don't know. Face. You could have gone. Uh, you could have gone with in your face too. Ugly you face. In ugly your face. face. Okay. Maybe it's an insult. What's the answer? It is suitcase. <gasps> suitcase. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how he didn't get that. Wow. <laughs> Seriously. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this in a sentence. I forgot my crowded space when I went to check 
my Never mind. check-in for my flight. <laughs> I don't know. I have well, to pack. I have to pack my crowded space. Let's take a quick look through Britain Unwritten while right. Caitlin still tries to come to terms with the fact that she did not get it right. <laughs> Center for Alternative Technology inspires thousands of visitors each year to strive for sustainable living. It has over seven acres of hands-on displays and gardens and overlooks the Snowdonia National Park. A bit more mystical is Fairborn's Secret Blue Pool. This is a hidden lake in Snowdonia National Park that's guarded by towering crags. Only those who stumble upon the tunnel built into the hillside or abseil the cliffs can access the water. Ugly House. Rather, I like this ug- one. Rather than Ugly Face, which is what Caitlin <laughs> just guessed, is a unique cottage cared for by the Snowdonia Society. According to myth, it was built on common land overnight. No one knows who actually built it, which adds to its mystique. And today it's used as a tea room and has lovely surrounding gardens. So the house itself is ugly, but the gardens are lovely. So it kind of balances out, you know? Yes, you need some ugly for some pretty. And I'm sure the tea is delicious. You need the ugly to appreciate the beauty, right? Like the story of the ugly duckling. (laughs) Not really. Not quite, no. So we do have a tour for this reason, as we do with every reason. And this one is our four-day North Wales experience self-drive tour. It's quite the... Quite the word fool, huh? I mean, it rolls off the tongue. It really does. Just like the Welsh language, you know? And you're telling your friends about what you did in Wales. I did the four-day North Wales Experience (laughs) self-drive tour with Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. Caitlin and Joe recommended it from 50 Reasons to Visit Britain. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Episode 10. (laughs) So this story covers a region that is passionate about language, music, and history with magnificent castles, railways, and festivals with something for everyone on a day out in North Wales. The scenery is superb, featuring fine beaches, tumbling rivers, and the mountains, lakes, and waterfalls. We'll see places in Snowdonia like Carnarvon Castle and many other parts of northwest Wales that we discussed today. And just an important side note to North Wales. North Wales doesn't have to be a destination on its own. Most people are not going to go, I want to leave Boston and I want to go to Wales for four days and then I want to come back. We understand that. But we do think Wales has a lot to offer based on what we've said there, especially on the castles and then the whole history of the slate and the coal and beautiful scenery and nice beaches, as we've mentioned. But you can dip into North Wales very easily on a trip from England, spend one night there, spend two nights there and dip back out and head up to Scotland or whatever way you want to do it. We can, because we do custom tours, we can incorporate it into basically any tour you want this so, is 50 reasons to visit Britain, after all. Sure so you can is. hop all around. Yes, so that's just my little thing there. there you, you don't go. have to take a four-day tour. You can add it into a much bigger one. Boom. All right. You sold me. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> Caitlin's favorite part of the day. Yes! Caitlin's reward for getting through an episode. Yes! Is she gets to see a cute animal in our section we like to call Caitlin Cares, which is Caitlin's cute animal reaction and excitement segment. Caitlin, what? Animal, do you think you will see today? Mm. It's not a feral goat, as far as I know. <laughs> okay, so we did a panda last time, right? Red panda? We did. We've done bunnies, we've done puffins. Maybe a sheep this time. You want a sheep? I would love a sheep. Ali, sure is sheep. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> that was really loud. Oh my god, look, you guys are, have a thing with showing me animals with their tongues out. Hi! Is he... Okay, so this is a this is an otter. Again. 
Look at his little fingers. Oh, sorry. I got my microphone. Is he chewing the head off a of fish at the I moment? think it might be a little. So cute. Maybe he's saving its, <laughs> maybe he's saving its life. Um, CPR. <laughs> Probably not. That's, that's weird looking CPR, but maybe animals do it Maybe that's how salmon also, take I'm, CPR. I'm almost certain that salmon don't have lungs and CPR is... That's true. Yeah, <laughs> they're gills. Fill their lungs with air. Do we think so. that's a salmon? So, okay, so let me just describe this for you. So we have, we have an otter and he's got some very strong whisker game going on. It's very nicely done. If you're an otter, I think all the other otters would be pretty jealous about what's going on in this picture. You could do with a day at the spa. (laughs) Get them trimmed. Maybe, but it's also kind of endearing. So he's he's hanging out by the river. You can see a little bit of water reflection in the background. He's holding on to a little fish that looks like there's some blood trickling down, but who knows? Maybe the fish is wearing makeup. Maybe the fish is just... Probably on set of a movie. Yeah, (laughs) it's all fake. Except the cuteness of the otter. Exactly, that's the only thing that's real. He's a movie star in Otterwood. And he Otterwood. Oh, Joe, you oh, come over to my side. Just made up a You've fake come to the cute, the cute, the cute. I was gonna say the dark side, the cute side. Okay, and and he's so happy. He's had a great day, and he can't wait to tell everybody about it. But first, he has to tell a secret to his salmon friend. I think it looks like he's trying to impress a female otter by biting the head off. Oh a fish. no. But, all right. That would not impress me if I was a female that otter. That don't impress me much. <laughs> Shania Twain says no. Well, that's all we have for you today. These episodes are really mounting up. Those puns might be pretty bad, but this next bit of info is no joke. Our next episode, Reason 11, is on Writers and Poets of Britain. And it's coming out on November 13th. And I know everybody gets really excited about literature. But we promise we'll make it fun. We will make it so fun. We also want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, as that is the best way for people to find us and listen to us. And you want to share us with the world. Absolutely. And see more pictures of otters, hopefully not eating other animals. That would be good, too. Other than that. Other than that. Good luck. Cheerio.